And the battle's just begun. There's many lost, but tell me who has won. The trenches dug within our hearts, and mothers, children, brothers, sisters torn apart. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Oh yes, defenders, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Why? Because we got pelted quite nastily in Colorado. Yes, defenders, I know the game was played on a Saturday, and you're probably wondering why Sunday, bloody Sunday. It's because it happens to be the day we are recording this podcast, episode 193. And, uh, well, it was the last song I heard on my way over here by U2. So, shout out to Bono. If you are tuning in, welcome to episode 193 of the most LAFC podcast in the solar system. My name, the, I was going to say my name's the mouth of the South Bay. That would have been funny. <laughs> That's me. The self-proclaimed beast from the East. I am one half of this dynamic duo known as Defenders of the Bank, Christian Philly Philemon, and joining me across the table once again in Lawndale, California, at Casa de Nina and the Three Kitties, J.R. Liebert, the mouth of the South Bay, otherwise lovingly known as The Scarf. What's good? Listen, the only thing that was bleeding after that match were my eyes. That was hard <laughs> to watch. I, and our I love ears, that, those announcers, man. I, I love that, by the way, we are sitting here with three kittens and two Angel City chicks. And if we were to talk at the start of an episode, <laughs> and, and like the Angel City chicks just did while we were recording, we would have things thrown at us. I would just like to point that out. Either way, Philly, episode 193 is all about the Rocky Mountain Low in Commerce City, Colorado. That's right. Yeah, I think the, the broadcaster said 15 minutes outside of Denver. More like 2025, if you've ever actually made the, the drive. Yeah, yeah, 15 minutes by helicopter. <laughs> there's, there's not a lot out there. Look, my, I've said this time and time again. My favorite part about Dick Sporting Goods Park is the... Just saying the name of it and uh, yeah, That and the, the set of binoculars out in what I believe is their south end, which if you pay your quarter and point in the right direction, you can apparently see wildlife. That tells you where Commerce City, Colorado, and Dick Sporting Goods Park is located. Yeah, you don't really see too many of the Rocky Mountains from, from over there. You'd swear you, you were in, like, Nebraska when you were in Commerce City. And the elevation is higher, which means it's a little interesting to breathe. And here in Los Angeles, like New York, I don't trust air I can't see. So what's <laughs> up with you, Colorado? <laughs> Look, there, there are a lot of excuses that we could use in this match. Look, LAFC playing their fourth match in 14 days. Guess what? We're going to do that all over again. Four more matches in our next 14 days. LAFC playing at an altivation of just uh, altivation? altivation altivation hold on a second did scarf just New create a word words. alert noah's noah noah, noah webster's yeah. company his love his bagels company. uh listen altivation and elevation arcade. altitude one of the two it's elevation of just about a mile altivation i gotta i gotta coin that somehow sounds like a good video game company. there are lots of excuses but philly lafc playing our fourth match in 14 days Colorado playing their fourth match in 15 days, and one of those matches was extended over two days. Yeah, it's interesting. So we obviously had our Open Cup game against Portland on Tuesday, and that was a great game. The uh, 24 hours after that, Colorado <laughs> was set to battle in Allianz in Minnesota. Portland uh, a little pissed off, by the Portland, way, after Portland, that <laughs> Portland put up a touchdown this weekend, clearly a chip on their shoulder. But on Wednesday, uh, Colorado went over to Allianz to take on the, uh, the Loons, and uh, they, they started catching some momentum. They, they drew the game even, and about 18 minutes into it, all of a sudden, it's like thunder, bow, lightning, and a ton of rain. They had to postpone the game for 24 hours. So they needed to wait until the next day, where I think they resumed at like 2 p.m. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was Eastern Standard or Pacific. I think it was Eastern Standard. But they went on and resumed play. And so we were thinking, they ended up losing, by the way. 87th minute goal, Emmanuel Reynoso puts the Loons ahead of the Colorado. 
Colorado Rapids. But no relation to Jerry. No relation to our buddy Jerry. But yes, uh, Colorado lost having played two games this this week, and we thought we would be in the uh, in the catbird seat, if you will, going up against a team on very little rest. But as history shows. It is not easy to win at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. And in fact, if my memory serves me correctly, we haven't won there since October of 2018 when LAFC won three to nothing. Last season, if you recall, we lost five to two in a game that completely ended our playoff hopes. Um, and this season, Colorado only three wins. Where are they? In Commerce City. In their park, and I believe they've won what, maybe twenty out of the last twenty-one or twenty-one out of the last twenty-two. Actually, at home? Philly, it is the fifth longest streak in MLS history. They are unbeaten in their last twenty-two now, okay. with thirteen wins and nine draws. Yeah, that's that's nuts. I mean, a fortress, not good on the road, but you know, we didn't think we'd be at this much of a disadvantage heading into Colorado. Yeah, look, and and you and I, unfortunately, we didn't even get to watch the game live. We were. I say unfortunately, but we were we were actually doing some good things. The uh, Angel City Chicks and Defenders of the Bank came together. Nina, who is heavily involved with everything at Boys and Girls Club Santa Monica, she's got some title with the word director in it, but I really don't know what she does because she does everything there. Uh, that being said, she put on an incredible volunteer event, and uh, you, the three of us, uh, Amanda, Panda, and you're, you and myself, we volunteered with the Boys and Girls Club at their Youth Summit 2022, I believe what it was called. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Talked with a guy who was in the Space Force there. That yeah, was that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. And, I, and, I introduced myself to him twice that day. I forgot who he was oh, the first time. There I you go. Him. Well yeah. done. Uh, so we were there for the majority of the day. But uh, but that being said, we were able to, to watch it. And then I have since rewatched it. Uh, I, I don't know why. I, I guess I, I like torture. It was awful. Scarves into SNL. Uh, seriously, that was pretty awful to watch. That being said, everybody don't forget the Mauricio Mo Futsal Court in Southeast LA. The fundraising effort is underway. LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and the 3252 are partnering to build a futsal court in Mo's honor. The link to donate, bless you, Philly, is in our Thank bio, you. and we at Defenders of the Bank are planning several ways to help raise money for this court being built in Mo's memory. A quick rundown. We have a very short This Day in LAFC history and news and notes. A quick look at both the Las Vegas Lights and Angel City FC. And then a breakdown of the breakdown in Colorado. <laughs> That's one way to uh, look well, at We'll it. take a quick look at the standings. And last, uh, my last note for the last episode says five more matches in May. And we played a match and we still have five more matches in May. Philly, let's talk about that real quick. We kind of kind of glanced right over it. We didn't have this match originally on the schedule, but thanks to the 2 nothing victory over Portland for the first time, Philly, in U.S. Open Cup history, we are getting... A derby. Man, so we're tuning in on ESPN Plus to Football Americas. If you tuned in at 5.30 when That's they said they would do... That's your favorite guy, Sebi Salazar, is on yeah, that show. Yeah, and Herc. I like Herc. But <laughs> if you would have tuned in at 5.30, you wouldn't see anything until about 6.25. They forced, <laughs> forcibly made you watch the entire show, which is good on them. They Obviously, I learned a lot about a lot of things that I, I didn't necessarily anticipate learning about. But going into the West, the first ball that was drawn was the Galaxy, which meant that they would have the ability to host a game. Okay, no big deal. Second ball that gets drawn... Sacramento Republic. Okay, fine. So that means no home games at Bank of California Stadium. But now the tables are getting interesting. The tables are turning. Things are being fascinating. Are we going to take on the Galaxy in a derby? Or are we going to go up to play Sacramento after winning a really nice game against Phoenix Rising? And so the third ball comes out. Sebi Salazar 
pulls it out, and it's LAFC, which means we are heading down to Carson to take on the Galaxy. And my favorite part about this scarf is... I remember how disappointed we were, not of obviously losing it in Carson, that sucks anyway, but not having the ability for at least another year to gain something, a notch under a notch yep. on our frame that we haven't got before, and that's a win in Carson. Haven't done that before. Now we have a perfect opportunity because your next U.S. Open Cup match, which I believe will be on the 24th of May, somewhere around there, tickets do go on sale from what I was told tomorrow. Galaxy, take on LAFC. This should be an exciting exciting, exciting matchup. Yeah, according to everything I'm reading, it's Wednesday the 25th, uh, but we'll, we'll, well see. Well, Tuesday I, or Wednesday, one way or another. That being said, Philly, we, we very well should have at least leveled it in Carson last time. And, and look, this is the matchup I wanted. I, I am all for this, and I'll say this. This is the matchup where I wanted it. I want to beat Carson in Carson. Get that monkey off of our backs and... That being said, the only other time we played Carson in an elimination game, how'd that go, Mr. Adama Diamande? The uh, playoff trouncing to, uh, to knock Galaxy out of the playoffs when we played them in 2019, a huge match. That was a very Dare I say, good year. maybe the, my most favorite match I've ever seen live at the bank. It's between that and Leon. I don't know how I feel, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Carson match just because, look, my favorite player is Adama Diamande. So there's that. Uh, I can't wait. For the Derby, I can't wait for a Clásico Angelino in the Open Cup. This is going to be incredible, and we will certainly be there. I cannot wait. Uh, very quick, this day in LAFC history. May 14th is when the game occurred, and in May 14th, I believe it's 1970 or 1971. I have to go back and look. Happy birthday to Mike Sorber, former director of soccer operations at LAFC, and now an assistant coach with Bob in Toronto, who, Oof, by the way, dumpster in, fire there. Insigne played his last game uh, for, was it Napoli, right? Is that who he plays for? Napoli! Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, Insigne played his last game for Napoli, and so he's set to head off to Toronto, where he needs to bring his flame retardant suit, because it is a dumpster 12th fire down there. 12th place defenders. They are in 12th place. I was shocked, by the way, Philly. You say 12th place for Toronto. Where's Seattle? in the standings right now uh, last I was shocked I mean this is a team on paper right maybe up there with us as the most talented rosters in Major League Soccer this isn't going to be anything that lasts obviously they did something monumental and on, they could probably just rest the, re- the, the they're on the lore of this season sure I think when CONCACAF Champions League was a very very big deal but losing losing somebody like uh, like a Joao Paulo yeah I mean that that's going to hurt for, that's going to really hurt incredible player incredible but, but I mean this isn't a team that's going to be down like again they're just relaxing chilling, getting their team uh, ba- back up in the running and motivated yeah. again. I mean, you're not going to see them in 14th place. It's going to more than likely be Vancouver that you're going to see in 14th <laughs> place. But yeah, that, that's the story there. What's even more surprising than that to me, though, if you look at the Eastern Conference, okay, we knew Orlando and Philly were going to be pretty good teams, but we've got Montreal in first place. Okay, you can argue that they've had a very interesting year, but I'm starting to look like a schmuck because my wooden spoon selection this season on the expansion mansion was FC Cincinnati, and these guys have already set a franchise record for wins. 6-5-1, <laughs> currently sitting in fourth place in the East. Wow. I, I think, do they have more points now than they did all of last season and were 10-11 games in? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, the case, actually. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's impressive. They were real, real bad, but you know what? They have some of the best fans in all of Major League Soccer, and it's going to be fun. And some of the best chili. <laughs> and Vince Shame LaRosa on Vince LaRosa. Disagrees with you heavily on that. 
Uh, real quick, uh, LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and Chevron joined together to open a new futsal court at Standard Middle School in Bakersfield. This is the fourth court that they have partnered together to open and the second in Bakersfield. Shout out to, I know D9U has a chapter out there in Bakersfield. We have a lot of LAFC faithful in Bakersfield, California. So congrats on the new futsal court at Standard Middle School, Philly. A very quick Las Vegas Lights update. The Las Vegas Lights and the Oakland Roots, who are the owners of one of my favorite logos or crests in all of sports, played to a 1-1 draw yesterday on the 14th. Fresh off his professional debut last match, 18-year-old Nathan uh, Ordaz, yes. LAFC's newest signing, earned his first start playing the first 75 minutes. Their next match is Wednesday away against the, and I was surprised to see he was playing here, the Juan Agudelo-led Birmingham Legion. So that should be kind of fun for uh, for Las Vegas Lights. Getting to see Juan Agudelo, formerly of MLS for quite a while. And our Angel City Minute, of course, the game is scheduled actually to kick off in about 25 minutes. We are recording this on Sunday morning, and Angel Sunday City bloody Sunday is morning. set, actually Sunday afternoon now, yeah. Angel City is set to Uh-oh. take on the Washington Spirit, the NWSL defending champs in the nation's capital. Definitely looking forward to seeing Trinity Rodman for the Washington Spirit, as well as their assistant coach, friend of the pod, and former LAFC star himself. Lee went. Yeah. <laughs> Man left after his freshman year at Indiana University to go over to PSV Eindhoven in the area of Lee Wynn, we saw him. We were watching highlights earlier, Panda and I. He no longer has that long hair. It is short. He's looking rather professional it these days. It is so weird to see that because he is, he is a dare I say, a, a fashion and modeling icon. Much Lee like Wynn. yourself, Scarf. I, you know what? I Nobody do what I can. sports Willow Athletic gear like you do. Thank you, sir. Face for radio, but I can wear the Willow's Athletics gear well. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, Philly, we talked about it. Colorado unbeaten in their last 21 home matches coming into this. We've already said it's now 22. LAFC traveling with a whopping 17 players into this match, and one of them was a keeper who wouldn't see the, the pitch anyway. So, look, we talked about it. LAFC's tired. Four matches, 14 days. Colorado, four matches, 15 days. So I really don't want to hear that as an excuse. No, or the elevation for that matter. It's, it's, an, it's a no-brainer. Denver is known as the Mile High City. Yeah, and look, yes, we know. We're without Eddie Segura. We're without Brian Rodriguez. We're without Daniel Ismael Tajiri Shradi. We're without Daniel Henry. Don't forget we're, about Julian Gaines. <laughs> poor Julian Gaines and that <laughs> pelvis of his. I hope he's okay. <laughs> Julian, I mean, that, that's got to be his name. He comes back. That's Julian the Pelvis Gaines. It was. Wasn't that Elvis's nickname for a little while? Elvis, Elvis the Pelvis? pelvis? I, I mean, what else runs with Elvis? I, I mean, Schmelvis. there you go. That's not even a uh, word. Philly. Much like, what did you say? Alliteration? Uh, or al- al- altivation. Altivation. Activision. Al- Activision. <laughs> there you go. Uh, either way, uh, look, I got so excited, Philly, because you're going to touch on a player who made the 18 for one of the very few times in his LAFC career. Why does he have to be the only guy not to play? I'll, we'll talk about it in just a little bit, but man... I really want to see him in a black and gold uniform. Philly, for Colorado, Robin Frazier, one of the best coaches in Major League Soccer, and he has led an absolute revolution of the Rapids over the last three seasons. Obviously, we know what they did last year in winning the Western Conference and setting all kinds of records for the Rapids franchise. He is it hasn't started out quite as well. I believe they came in to this match in ninth place in the MLS standings. That would be correct. 12 points, Scarf. 3, 4, and 3. But that being said, Robin Frazier, as good as it gets in goal, the former Leon man, William Yarborough, 
Austin trustee Danny Wilson and Lawless Abubakar, a formidable back line for Colorado. Lucas Emilio Estevez, <laughs> Mark Anthony K, Brian Acosta, and Keegan Rosenberry. The Rosenberries taste like Rosenberries. Happy to see Mark Anthony K back out there. Diego Second Rubio. Second score on the Rapids. I know, right? He's having a great season. Three, Three goals. goals. Uh, Diego Rubio, Jonathan Lewis, and look, I'm going to say something that might piss off some LAFC fans, but... I'm sorry. Before there was an LAFC, I'm from the South Bay, and I moved to Lawndale when I was 18. And right down the street from Lawndale is a little city called Hawthorne, California, the home and the birthplace of one Jossie Zardis. And I will tell you, since 2013, Jossie was one of my favorite players, probably my first favorite player in Major League Soccer. I think with Andrea Pirlo coming over for NYCFC in like 15 or 16, it it kind of it maybe usurped Jossie a little bit, but Jossie has always been one of my favorite players to watch. I know he used to wear the Herbalife sash, but that's okay. I, I rooted for Jossie the player. And look, before there was LAFC, I didn't have the hatred or the the animosity or the ambiguity on some days that I did for Carson now. And so I was excited to see Jossie get what was his what third start for Colorado. In the 18, Jack Price, Nicholas Mesquita, Michael Barrios, who is a dirty POS who makes Latif seem tall, <laughs> and Diego Chara seem like a clean he player. Is a dirty POS. I am not a fan of Michael. I think he has definitely become my least favorite player in Major League Soccer. He makes me like Diego Chara. They're, yeah, they're right? That's what I say. He makes Diego Chara seem like a clean player. Max, just Max, not Bredos, but the 21-year-old Brazilian, Max, and on the bench and a player who we would see late in the match, one of our favorites, one Stephen Betashore. Philly, what about LAFC? Real quick, just wanted to make one note of a transaction yes. that Colorado had. Obviously, Jossie Zardes, still their lone designated player. I can't believe the amount of money that Stan Kroenke has and how little of it he gives to Colorado. It's a shame. The only designated player, one that they traded for, it's a crime. And the fact that they had the season that they did last year, hats off to the management and Robin Frazier. But they had another big trade yeah. earlier oh, on. Yeah. Uh, with, with, with Charlotte FC, they gave up Andre Shinyashiki, who's a 2019 Rookie of the Year, for uh, 400000 in general allocation money, yep. plus 50% in potential trade fees. That's a pretty darn good deal. But now you're losing the Rookie of the Year from a couple of years ago. A pretty solid player. But those are the key transactions. Fun stat, by by the way, about Andre Shinyashiki. First of all, he went to Montverde, so there's that. Montverde, obviously the home of one Mamadou Fall and Mohamed Traore. But the other fun stat about Andre Shinyashiki, he's the last player ever to be named Rookie of the Year. They have since changed it to Young Player of the Year. So Why, did somebody get offended by the term rookie? No, I think they, they, they had rookies coming in that were 27, 28, 29 years old, and they were like, well, ah. technically, technically Zlatan was an MLS rookie, uh, which they didn't give him the Rookie of the Year, obviously, because Andre Shinishiki got it in 2019. Either way, Philly, one last thing. Maybe it's because they don't have a sponsor on the front of their home kit. Yeah, what's up with that? They had Transamerica at one point. Can they really not get a sponsor? That's a heck of a lot of revenue money. They Are don't they even charge for parking. No, at- they. that's another ridiculous thing. So it's like how... They're just I, trying to get people in the door. Yeah, it's like, please, please come to our game, sir. Please, we'll bus you in from Denver, which is only 25 to 30 minutes away. Please come to a Rapids game. For shame. I, I think even the Smurfs have a sponsor this year. Yes, they do. I uh, I will look it up as you tell us the lineup for LAFC. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, shock, not necessarily a shock because I think he, uh, he deserves some 
burn from time to time. And after today, it's very obvious that he's a pretty good keeper. Last season's backup for Inter-Miami, John McCarthy getting the start today in his first regular season game in Major League Soccer. John McCarthy's only appearance happened in the very first U.S. Open Cup match against Orange County, a game that he played exceptionally well, nearly netting himself a clean sheet. Our back line consisting of Cheeky Falacios, Mamadou Fall, Sebastian, I kick people to the head, Ibiaga, Ryan Hollingshead, Kellen Acosta made making his return to Colorado. And it was nice to see that some of the supporters there were still happy to have him back there. He was taking pictures with the kids. That's a cool thing. Pancho Janela, who I'm still trying to figure out what we spent a half a million dollars on. (laughs) Jose Cifuentes, Mahala, Chicho Arango, and Carlos Vela. Wait, Mahala played? I mean, you would you wouldn't know he did. Actually, yes, you want to know he why? One, he had one. He had the first of two shots yeah. on target for LAFC. Yeah, our back line, not our back line. Our bench, Ilya Sanchez, having to come in the game early and not in a situation that you'd want to have. Maxime Cripo, Cal Jennings, who got some burn, Latif Blessing, the Moose, and the player that you were talking about earlier that <sighs> you would love to see feature the very first young signing from the academy, number twenty-eight, Tony Leone. What is it going to take to get Tony Leone out there? We've seen Eric Duenas. We've seen Christian Torres. Heck, I have to think we're going to see Nathan Ordaz before the end of the year, before we see Tony back there. By the way, the answer to your question, computer software company Intermedia Cloud Communications is the sponsor. Yeah, that makes Jose. sense. So there you go. Philly, uh, this match sucked. This match sucked a lot. It sucked massively. And, and the problem, and that's, that's not my you know, hot take. The problem is... Something that we have talked about, Philly, you and I, over and over and over again. In Latin, it's called ad nauseum because it makes you nauseated to have to talk about it so many damn times. What is with the slow starts for LAFC? You know, like maybe going down two goals in less than half an hour. Philly is having some sort of nose thing happen right now, by the way. I'm watching it. I think, was there blood at some point? What's going on over there, bud? I just scratched my nose a little too much. Oh, okay. All I right. mean, it feels kind of raw. I've been sneezy McPhilly uh, the last like <laughs> this last couple hours. <laughs> That's the dwarf that you are, sneezy? I like well, it. You, well, you, you have a, uh, yeah, sneezy McPhilly. Look, you mentioned it right at dwarf, the outset when we talked about John McCarthy. This, but no secret to who our man of the match is going to be after this game. The only I mean, one who would deserve it. Yeah, he was unreal in this match. By the way, I'm looking over and I'm watching two kittens sleep. One, actually, all three of them are up there. One of them, their head is literally falling off of that cushion. And he's like, dreaming. This is, you can see his yeah, whiskers his whiskers are going. This is adorable. Sorry, I have ADD and I totally watch a little cat. Squirrel, sleep. squirrel. Uh, in the fifth minute, an incredible save. By McCarthy. Why mark Danny Wilson in the box? Oh, wait. They tried with Pancho Ginella. Pancho Ginella jumped, and he got over both phone books that he was trying to get over. However, Danny <laughs> Wilson can jump a little bit higher. Almost completely unmarked off the corner from Brian Acosta. And if that ball is literally anywhere else, we are already down one nothing. Again, just Ibiaga might have been caught a little bit. I And I'll say this at the start. I thought Ibiaga was awful, awful awful this match I really was frustrated with a lot of his turnovers I really was frustrated with a lot of his lack of getting back I am going to rail on Sebastian Abayaga in this match and I don't think he played very well second corner McCarthy was much more confident and punched it away as Colorado was looking for Jossie in the middle of the box but McCarthy already five minutes in being forced to stand on his head and Philly, we got a free kick just four minutes later, but Carlos pushing it over the top of the bar. He needed that ball to dip just a little bit more. Yeah, good a little on, too high. Good on Chicho. High. Much for, like uh, a lot of the people in Colorado yeah, from time goodness. to time. Uh, good on Chicho, though, for drawing the foul that led to this free kick. Chicho, in my humble opinion, Philly, the only one of our front three who showed up. <laughs> really, uh, well, 
Did you want me to talk longer so you can finish that meatball that you're eating right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you have a tendency to do that to me. Transition to me as you see I'm about to stuff my face with salt. So yeah, let me finish these meatballs and then I'll chime right in. All right. Thank you very so- much. Sounds great. We can talk about that in just a minute. Uh, we go meatballs, by How way. about John McCarthy on his toes yet again for another punch out in the 11th minute? Colorado being very physical with Chicho. And we'll, have to, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in about the 30, what, six minute or so. Especially Austin Trusty really taking it to Chicho Arango in the 12th minute. A long run for Jossie, his second good goal-scoring opportunity of the first 12 minutes. But McCarthy beat him to the ball after a bit of a heavy touch by Jossie Zardes. Look, I'm not rooting for Jossie Zardes, but he was their most lethal player through the first 12 minutes. I, I don't even... I don't... I don't even know what happened here. 13th minute, Kellen Acosta with a foul on Rubio in the middle of the pitch. And off the free kick, Rubio got kicked in the forehead, sort of, by (laughs) Sebastian Ibeaga. Look, I think, and maybe I'll catch heat for this, Philly, I think that Ted Uncle was correct in this call because what I saw from the replay, from that back camera that was a really great angle that we got to see, it looked like Rubio got to the ball first with his head. He headed it off of Ibeaga's foot, and then Ibeaga's foot continued into the forehead of one Diego Rubio. I definitely think Rubio embellished and acted just a little bit. But that being said, you can't kick a guy in the head. No, Rubio, Rubio, Rubio. (laughs) So they obviously go, they... um... It's a, it's a, it's 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 an eleven meter kick scarf. It, it is what it is. Ibiaga lifted his head up high, and yes, he he did embellish a little bit, but he um he got it. I mean, there's no doubt. We can't say that uh you know he headbutted. Uh, it it doesn't matter one way or another. Yeah, <laughs> whether the call is whatever, whether we think we're jinxed by Uncle Ted, that is another thing. But fact of the matter is, uh, it, it, it's a PK, and it's it's your boy, it's your boy Jossie Zardes. Yep. That uh, just just bangs it home. He he scores his first goal as a member of the Colorado Rapids, if I'm not mistaken. Perhaps in yeah, his third first game. goal. No, yep. you're absolutely right. And again, and again, their their loan. Hold, I'm I'm being. I'm you you're just you were handed a kitten. I'm, I'm being handed a kitten. Uh, look, kudos to John McCarthy. Yeah, he picked. He's that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Until I had a kitty tossed on my lap. Yeah. he had his hand on the ball. He he chose the right direction. Uh, he he had his hand on it instead of like pressing it out. He pressed it up. And that was uh, that was the story. Jossie Zardes gets the gets the first goal of the game, but you know we're still early on in the game to where fine we we find our backs against the wall. But this isn't uncharted territory for LAFC. We have the ability to come back in this game, right? Yeah. Look, yeah. in the 19th minute, Estevez took one in the junk. I laughed. That was about the only joy I got from the first half. I- mm. I'll be honest. I was pretty upset. I was also pretty upset at the announcer. He was terrible. He, that that same guy that's done it a couple of times. I just I'm over him. Brian Silver, I think his name is. Not a big fan. Twenty the dude from nine hundred two one. Twenty third minute. Sifu got a yellow for what I can only imagine was a, a new Christmas greeting. He was trying to teach referee Ted Uncle. He definitely did not seem very happy after he missed the foul call. Sifu got taken out, and Sifu didn't get the call, so he got pissed. Yep. He said some stuff to Ted Uncle. There you go. In the 24th minute, why mark Austin Trusty on the left side of the box? He's outside of the box, completely unalone. Unalone? Unalone. Completely. Jesus. Altivation. Altivation and unalone. There we go. Completely unmarked on the left side, outside the box. And he finds Jonathan Lewis in the middle of the box. And, and look, 
I I can only what was it a it was a kitty a, climbing on a, the back a hip way. check it's Stanley Cup playoff time maybe Pancho Ginella was watching a little bit of what the Los Angeles Kings and uh, Edmonton Oilers had going on I, I would say what? the Islanders but they didn't make the playoffs yeah thanks why you uh, you know why you gotta bring 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 it up sore spots so, sorry like you. sorry whatever but, uh, ultimation I I hip- I'll give you some ultimation <laughs> ultimation on alone uh we have a a hip check by Pancho Ginella and it looked like it looked like Jonathan Lewis started to go forward after this I think what made it look even worse right is that Jonathan Lewis was changing direction so he was starting to move forward so it really made him look like he was moving slowly Poncho flying off the top rope into the middle of the box with the hip check and just like that where Ted Uncle was standing which was kind of behind and off to the left of this play it really made it look like it was a bad foul by Poncho Ginella, and just like that, Philly, we have our second penalty in 10 minutes. I mean, he could teach hockey players how to hip check, complete, to be honest with you. That's one heck of a hip check. And so, as it stands, Diego Rubio, the leading scorer for the Colorado Rapids, stares down John McCarthy, and he lets it fly, and it's blocked. John McCarthy has it. Game resumes. 17 seconds go by. But wait, there's more. more. (laughs) The whistle blows. Uncle Ted runs to the VAR, and lo and behold, and it was obvious at the time, although I don't understand why it took 17 seconds worth of action. Yeah, the AR was right on the back. Yeah, what happened to that linesman? But when looking at the replay, yes, there was no doubt that John McCarthy, uh, you know, got a little froggy, so he jumped a little too early. And so Rubio gets a second attempt on it, and he's not going to mess this one up. The goal that Rubio had, his sixth of the season, where he blasted it in the upper left-handed corner, I don't care if you're Manuel Neuer, Gianluigi Buffon, uh, if uh, anybody, there's no... Not, <laughs> both, not, both of them could have been both, <laughs> both of them, like, sewn together, tied in with Superman lifting them up. Nobody would have made that save. Nobody. Yeah, it was a perfect PK by Diego Rubio. Top bins there. Nothing we can do about that. Now we're down 2 nothing. though McCarthy has guessed right on all three PKs. Uh, 30th minute yellow for Brian Acosta. Brian Acosta the nearing. former FC Dallas player. Yeah, kind of nearing Shout my... Shout out to FC Dallas today for the other <laughs> yeah, day, geez, by That's the way. right. Uh, kind of nearing my thoughts on Michael Barrios with Brian Acosta, too. Uh, he, he definitely seems like the hothead on the Rapids. I know he's seen red a couple of times, too. 31st, the free kick for LAFC earned off that foul. And while they're getting set, another yellow, because I don't know what William Yarbrough was doing out in the middle of the pitch, but he was preventing play from beginning. So we got a yellow from that one. And then Lalas Abubakar flailing around on the ground, a la Neymar. But what I love is he was kind of making fun of Chicho. And Chicho and Lalas actually hugged it out. You can see it on the broadcast. Uh, Lalas goes over to Chicho and gives him a hug before they get restarted. I thought that was kind of neat. Nothing came with a free kick. Look, both teams came into the match just looking dog-tired, but... LAFC just playing with no emotion, no no energy right now. 36 minute though, I really again, Chicho really I thought did what he could with a lifeless Carlos Vela and Mahala Apoku around him. A very physical set of challenges earned Colorado back the ball and Rubio was just off to the races on the left side. He makes a run almost all the way to the goal line, but Mamadou Fall able to come back and clear that ball. I don't know what we were doing on that side. Uh, Hollingshead went down, which was why... Yeah, that was why he was able to make that run. And what we thought was just a a little tackle on Ryan Hollingshead, Philly, appeared to be a little bit worse. Yeah, yet again, another LAFC defender goes down. We've got Daniil Henry. We've got Murray. 
We've got Eddie Segura. Um, Eric Duenas is a defender. Yep. I think is Julian Gaines a defender? Julian Gaines, I think, is a midfielder. Well, either way, Julian, the, the pelvis Gaines, <laughs> oh. well, we may see him at some point. But to have another defender go down, that sucks. Yeah. And what are you going to replace a defender with? A midfielder who actually has defender experience. Right. That's right. In a, in a time period where Steve Chirondolo would probably rather not sub anybody in, Ilya Sanchez coming in for an injured Ryan Hollingshead. Also in the 40th, we have Jonathan Lewis able to get into the box after splitting Cheeky and Ilya. Um, definitely a lot of miscommunication stemming from the early substitution in that pattern. But, you know, it looks like Kellen had to be moved to the right back spot. Ilya playing on the left side of the midfield. But, man, to have another, to have another player come out, yeah. you know, it stinks. Franco Escobar was hurt earlier in the season. And, you know, there's a certain Italian defender that we're going to talk about at the end of this podcast, <laughs> whether or not he's going to fill that void. But, man, just as our defensive, just as our back line starting to improve and start doing its things, you know, they, they caught the injury bug. And not nearly as bad as Atlanta, but, man, it just sucks to see another talented defender go down with an injury. And the hardest part is Ryan Hollingshead is like our Swiss Army knife there on the back line, right? He can play left back. He can play right back. He can play center back. He, he can he score can, goals. Yeah, he's he's a very versatile defender. And I think the reason why we had him out there is because in case anything happened to anybody else, we could always move Ryan Hollingshead around. So unfortunately, that being said, Hollingshead comes off. Kellen Acosta moves to right back. Uh, and Ilya plays in the middle. One of the first significant touches for Mark Anthony Kay in the 41st minute as he pushes it well over the bar. And every, I don't know, maybe all 8,000, 9,000 fans in Colorado. Been averaging really, about 12. Yeah, they really wanted a third penalty after Estevez goes down in the box, but it didn't even look like Kellen made much contact at all. A great pass through from Mark Anthony Kay to spring Estevez. Uncle actually went back and looked at it or had somebody on the AR staff look at it, and nothing was called. Six minutes of stoppage time, Philly. And in the second minute, LAFC with a corner. And it seemed like forever that we had an offensive chance. Kellen Acosta on the corner. And and look, at the very least, Chicho Arango should have at least earned a pass interference call. <laughs> taken down in the box. Absolutely ridiculous. Although it's hard to tell, right? Because it all I, I, I've watched it in slow motion like four or five times. It actually looked like Chicho kind of grabbed, I think that was number four. Is that Keegan Rosenberry or Austin Trusty? One of the, I think number four is Rosenberry. He number four is Wilson. Sorry, Danny Wilson. Thank you. He grabs Danny Wilson and, and kind of pulls him back over onto him. I think in high school, that's second base. But either way, huh. and Chicho that's, and that's after a not able to get the call. Uh, that being said, Vela and Jossie 1v1 in the fourth minute. Mark Anthony K coming over to pop that ball away from Carlos Vela. And then Vela came right back and you know, took Mark Anthony K out. They exchanged a word or two, but you know, Vela just kind of walked away. I, I don't think I said Carlos Vela's name, what, two other times in the entire half uh, I thought it was awful. A great little 1v1 Philly between Jonathan Lewis and Sebastian Abiaga, uh down the left side, about an 18, 20, 25-yard run. Uh, the corner that earned by Colorado all stemmed from Mahala, just the lackadaisical approach and being easily dispossessed. And just before the half, oh my goodness, your guy again, Philly, John McCarthy, an absolutely massive save off of the corner to keep it 2 nothing, And it's all because Mark Anthony K just doesn't get a touch from Christian Ramirez distance outside the box or inside the box. Ironically, you should mention Christian Ramirez because I'm looking at a Christian Ramirez 
Aberdeen card that you just gave to me. I did. It Aberdeen. Looks, yeah, it looks good in red, and I'm, I'm happy that he's doing doing quite well. Yeah, it's a cool-looking card. Look, I, I don't know how Mark Anthony K missed putting this one away. It would have been a goal against his he's former Mark club. I hear you. It would have been a goal against his former club. McCarthy diving to poke the ball away as it moves past Mark Anthony K, and Wilson was waiting on the back post Philly. A 2 nothing halftime lead for Colorado. I thought Chicho was great. I thought... Carlos Vela and Mahala were completely non-existent, and we go into the half, and I want to know what Steve Sharundla said to those boys. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, going into nothing, and obviously you can blame the officials. You can blame the you can blame the pitch, how you know dry and nasty it was. You can blame the elevation. You can blame the fact that you're running on tired legs. But fact of the matter is, you're going into the half 45 minutes without so much as a shot. On target. This is a team that maintains possession, is known for taking a ton of shots, getting them on target. Uh, Yarbrough had nothing to do. Nothing to do. We've, we've jokingly referred to Mighty Ducks 2, Julie the Cat Gaffney, in <laughs> one of those games where she's just really bored. That was William yeah. Yarbrough because the only attempt that was close was, was Carlos Vela's shot that just, just missed. Uh, not looking good whatsoever, whatsoever, and having to start down 2 nothing stinks. But coming into the match, uh, into the second half of the match, 46 minute, we got some better movement, some better possession. And after Janela had a shot blocked, a wonderful pass into the box by Cheeky for a streaking. He had his close on defenders. Sifu. <laughs> but, he, but he somehow, well, he... Uh, you blew it! How did he not get a touch on that perfect pass from Cheeky uh, is beyond me. 48, another good attack by LAFC. Chicho's cross into the box, earns a corner. Vela hits it, misses, miss hits this one rather. And then five minutes into it, it seemed as if what Steve Chirondolo said to his team, yeah. it was going to make them uh, turn, the, uh, turn the ball around, turn the game around. But the, in the 50s, despite not scoring any goals, man, like Colorado just was, was taking over possession, having their shots. I mean, from like, I don't know, a good portion of like 50 going to 60 minute, all I yeah. saw was Colorado. Yeah, look, in the first half, real quick, possession was 52-48 Colorado. And in the second half, LAFC actually possessed the ball over 60% of the time. LAFC controlling possession, but oh my goodness, we just couldn't do anything with it. And, and Philly, you mentioned it. From the 52nd minute on, after LAFC commits an awful turnover and Jossie starting the attack, you know, Cheeky getting his pocket picked by Keegan Rosenberry, uh, <laughs> McCarthy with a save in the 52nd minute. McCarthy again in the 54th minute after a free kick from Colorado on the ball, pinballing out to Wilson. Wilson, a little chop shot Wilson. there inside the box. And, and John has to dive to his right to make that save. How about in the 56th minute, John flipping yep. McCarthy. Colorado having several bites at the cherry. It's McCarthy having the save in point-blank range on Jonathan Lewis, which is what I thought was his best save of the sick, match. Sick save. Let's go to the 59th minute, and it's McCarthy again after a free kick, and the shot by Rubio is right at him. I mean, all through, you said it, Philly, from the 50th to the 60th minute, it was John McCarthy putting things on tape that are going to make another club at MLS want to sign him as a potential starter for next season. Uh, I really, I just thought that LAFC came out, they gave it a good shot for the first five, six, seven minutes of that second half, and then just looked rough for a 10-minute span. And the one bright spot, Philly, 
for my guy, Sebastian Abiaga, who I thought played an absolute garbage match, was in the 60th minute after LAFC earned a corner. Ibeaga, the header was just wide off the far, just wide of the far post, excuse me, and a great opportunity for Ibeaga. He just couldn't put it on frame, which, you know what, kind of summed up LAFC's whole experience in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. 63rd, another corner for LAFC. Lala Sabubakar, great defending to earn a 1v1 against Mahala. Vela just put up one over. Vela just, ah, I can't speak today. Vela just ups one over the crossbar after earning the ball back. And at this point, Steve Trundolo's like, nah, no more. It's time to call in for reinforcements. So who do we have? We, what, we need the game to change. We put in the game changer. Latif Blessing comes in for Pancho, who yet again has me wondering, what are we spending a half a million bucks on? <laughs> I've never been impressed once by Pancho, the exception of like that one nice pass in a previous game, but that's certainly not worth a half a million bucks. I know there's plenty of people out there that are fans of Pancho. He's still young. He's still got you know some upside to him, but for the amount of money he's costing us, he's done little to impress, little to really do anything. But he comes in, and then we have the Moose, known for uh, you know Moose runs, making uh, <laughs> finding the back of the net, coming in for for Sifu. So all is good and well with our substitution pattern. Yeah. The game's going to change, right? It's going to change. Spoiler alert. We're going to turn things around, right? Right, right? Ruby, no. Uh, I'll say this. What was interesting was how LAFC began to use Carlos Vela and Chicho Arango kind of swapping positions at what now looked like the head of the diamond and the, the back tip giggity of the diamond uh, it was pretty interesting it looked like Vela was initially playing a little bit maybe more of a six roll or more of the the back end of that diamond not quite the tip of the diamond with Chicho up there on top uh LAFC maybe almost kind of looked like they were shifting to four guys in the back and like a two one three ahead of them I don't even know uh they also seem to be dropping Ilya back uh, a lot more but how about the announcer all game Danny Mafovsky Danny that's Mofovsky. so flipping Bush League, It man. just, it was awful. I, I feel bad for Danny. Oliver, we know you listen to the podcast as well. It was just, it was awful. 68th minute, we almost had a giggity goal. It happened a little too early. Uh, Diego Rubio missing upper 90 <laughs> after undressing. So if he scored, would he refer to him as move? <laughs> uh, undressing both Ibeaga and Mamadou Fall. You got a, a rocket from Mahala, who reminded me he was still playing in the match there in the 71st minute. But Yarbrough able to save it, and, and now it was Chicho playing at the base of the diamond. He's the one that made the pass through to Mahala, and they switch up Vela and Chicho a little bit there. Uh, a guy who I know you like to watch, Philly, comes in in the 73rd, Captain Jack Price. <laughs> the pirate. Uh, <laughs> he does definitely sound like a pirate. And Coming Cal- in for Diego Rubio, who in my opinion, Scarf, it was the man of the match. Oh. That guy was everywhere. He was dangerous. He scored goals. He could have had himself, like, he practically could have had himself a hat trick. Yeah, for sure. He played very, very well. Cal Jennings into the match for a largely ineffective Mahala. Uh, and again, now the only player who has not subbed in who is a position player, 77 minutes in, is one Tony Leone. I really want to see this kid play. Uh, Jonathan Lewis and Mark Anthony K coming off for my favorite, Michael Berrios and Nicholas Mesquita and Philly. If you guys watch this game out there in Defenders Nation, and I know Philly, you and I rewatched it as well. Oh, I just got an alert that the Mets lost. 8-7. In the 83rd and 84th minutes, it was a shootout at the OK Corral in Commerce City. Two, count them, two, ah, 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 bullets dodged by LAFC. First off the free kick by Jack Price, Zardes somehow missing his second goal of the match, banging that diving header off the far post, and then 
Ball pinballs back around, recycles, comes out to Michael Berrios. He crosses for Austin Trusty, and Trusty finds the same post, both with the ball and then it looked like with his body, although we found a, saw a replay and he was really just kind of milking it a little bit there. <laughs> uh, I think Sebastian Abiaga, through that entire sequence, looked like I would look on the pitch trying to play the back line, just kind of game moving too fast, looking around, which way did he go, guys? I don't know where he's <laughs> supposed to be. I, I just thought Abiaga was awful. He turned over the ball, giving it right back to Berrios on that second opportunity, and it was just several lazy passes or awful placed headers after he wins the ball in the air. Just a bad, bad match for Sebastian Ibeaga. But we had a shot, Philly, in the 85th. Yeah, we did. We had a kick save by Yarbrough. Jennings with a back heel to Carlos Vela. Vela with a very nice pass. You wonder where he was this entire game. He showed up later on. He found yeah. Chicho. Chicho had the perfect through ball. He... he had he hit it a little higher, it would have cleared because, I mean, sure. Yarbrough making like a hockey goalkeeper save, a nice kick save. That was our first, at that point, attempt on goal. 85 minutes into the game, and that was our first attempt. So we yep. could go back and blame the officiating and everything all over, but it's not going to cut it. If it takes you 85 minutes to get one shot on target, you're, you're destined and doomed to lose. We were so fortunate to only be down 2 nothing at this point. You said it. The, uh, the woodwork was the MVP for LAFC along with John McCarthy, but Rubio had a couple of opportunities. Several other players on Colorado had a couple of opportunities. But needless to say, our first shot on freaking goal, 85 minutes. Are you kidding me? Three minutes later, your buddy, your boy, your um, your your hair doppelganger, Lala Sabubakar, <laughs> gets a yellow card and likely a 10-yard penalty uh, for holding. 89th, a largely unheralded play by Mamadou Fall, but another pinpoint pass from him on the back line. This one to a streaking, wearing clothes, Carlos Vela. But... Why does Vela look to pass it off? Why does he scarf? Probably one of the more frustrating things we uh, we could have saw. I, I mentioned this last time we did oh, pre and post game with one ten football COVID free by the way. The uh, the long it. distance passing by Mamadou Fall is an attribute of his that goes so largely unnoticed. This was a beautiful pass. This is where I want Carlos Vela to take this and either one time it or one little touch to his left and absolutely hammer something in on William Yarbrough the way he did against his former team. Leon when we needed a comeback and we got one, but yet he looks to pass. He just looks to, oh, let me just find, I think it was Cal Jennings on that side. It might have been Danny Mafovsky. I don't know who it was Oof. on that. Off. I'm just, Carlos, where's that killer instinct, man? Where's that drive to just score goal after goal after goal that we saw in 2019? Just, just so frustrating. By the way, the kitten that I thought was going to fall off of the top there almost did, and now they woke themselves up. In the 89th minute, as crazy as that and cat's Jossie. nearly as big as the is just as barely big as, as the big remote. As the Roku. Yeah, uh, substitutions for Colorado. Estevez and Jossie's artist coming off for Max, just Max, and one Stephen Betashore. Hey, Beta time! So including stoppage, has we will an have, assist on the season scar. He does. Wasn't it against? Oh no, sorry, he had an assist against us in the five-two win though. Uh, including stoppage, there'll be about four minutes of Beta time. The only thing really to talk about in the four minutes of, or excuse me, three minutes of stoppage time was in the second minute a great opportunity for LAFC again just wide and, and maybe they even called the teeth offside on this we never actually got a ruling from the fantastic broadcaster that was doing a great job doing the entire match thank you for doing that uh, Vela to Chicho and after a slight bobble Chicho finds Latif who pushes it wide of the far post the whistle couldn't have blown the fast enough shot on target 2 nothing 2 nothing garbage 
It was awful. Our man of the match, no surprise, John McCarthy. John and, McCarthy and, and the post. And, and the post, and the sure. post. It can't be said that post made two saves. Yeah, John McCarthy was great. John McCarthy was great. He guessed right on all three PKs. Yeah, I mean, had uh, you know the uh, the linesman done his job again? I get it. He was off, but um, he was off his line. But still, seventeen seconds worth of play to go to VAR. Yeah, what the hell are you doing, linesman? Yeah, at the very we we talk about Uncle Ted all we want, but man, you have to play seventeen seconds before you get in your thick skull and, that that play had to be reviewed. And, oh. and you're absolutely right. LAFC, though, by the way, getting a little bit of luck from the rest of the teams in Major League Soccer. Austin Massively. going down, FC Dallas dismantling Carson. And so, even though there are a couple of matches to play today, I know, uh, what, Seattle is playing Vancouver? Regar- regardless, whoever wins, right. that's not going to be a changing not, in the top Not going to affect anything. Uh, it's uh, LAFC staying at the top of the table after uh, <laughs> Austin falls to RSL. Dallas moving into the second spot in the West on 22 points after beating Carson 3-1. Beat them. They shmammered them. They absolutely did. 30 minutes it took for them to get shmammered. Yeah, and uh, Jesus Ferreira, by the way, really, really good player. Watch out. He'll be the next one to come out of the Dallas Academy or Dallas uh, Soccer Club. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He'll be the next guy. Ricardo Pepe definitely didn't do it with Augsburg this year. But uh, he'll be the next guy for sure. Austin on 20 points. So LAFC staying at the top of the table. And we thought we'd only have four matches left to play. Or excuse me, we'd only have... Uh, three matches left to play after this, but we got four. Four more matches, Philly, in 14 days. The gauntlet continues. There are now eight matches scheduled for May, and we get home. We get back home, Austin, on the 18th. This should be a really interesting match. I agree. Both Driussi teams are doing his thing. Yeah, Austin both teams going to be pretty tired. Sebastian Driussi looks great. FC Broccoli, the surprise of the Western Conference <laughs> so far, on 20 points in the third spot. And then just three days later, we get to go to beautiful Columbus, Ohio, to take on... Columbus is a fine city, Scar. Sure, but three days after coming back home, we get to go right back out to Columbus. And then one of we, the best steak dinners of my life for less than 50 bucks in Columbus. Okay, all right, that's solid. Columbus uh, is a fine city. You, why don't you DM the LAFC guys? Let them know where to go for a less than $50 steak. I could, yes. Uh, we thought we would have a week in between the Columbus match and our next one, but like we talked about at the top of the show, U.S. Open Cup. Let's go. We've got a Classico Angelino, May 25th, according to right now, at Carson Derby Day. Three days later, because why the hell should we ever rest in May? We take on San Jose at Bank of California Stadium for our eighth, Philly, eighth match in May. I do want to point out, we play seven matches total in June and July. It's a lot of podcasts, too. Right? Starting off with a what we think will be a 21-day break after that match on May 28th. We'll be craving this. Yeah. uh, We'll be ready for a break after that. But that being said, Philly, any... Any final thoughts on this Rocky Mountain low before we get into one Italian 37-year-old center back who Look, may be coming to LAFC? I mean, I, I got to I gotta echo the words of Steve Trundolo during the press conference, man. Uh, <laughs> he said it, and I don't disagree with him, and nobody out there should disagree with the fact that we all watched a very poor match. Both teams were poor. Colorado was just less poor than LAFC. And yeah, the first 20 minutes, essentially, what was the game? John McCarthy was the only player to hit form, just as Steve said, and... Uh, you know, he, he said it. This is a game that we can forget because we got bailed out by other teams. So despite the fact that we threw up a goose egg and played arguably our crappiest game of the year, Not we're still arguably. the best in the West and best in MLS. So, <coughs> excuse me. 
<clears throat> we're just going to call a mulligan on this one, Scarf, and we're going to forget that it happened. This is going to be the biggest goldfish game that we have of the entire season. It's gone. It's forgotten. We've exercised this demon. There's nothing positive to say about this. Other than welcome to the big club, John McCarthy. Super proud of your efforts. You kept us in the game. Otherwise, hell, Colorado could have put up a touchdown on us, much like Portland put up a touchdown on Sporting Kansas City. They played like crap, but we got lucky. In a lot of ways, still the best in the West, still the best in MLS. Gone, forgotten. See you later. Bye bye. And again, we can't win in Colorado, man. October 2018, we can't win in Colorado. I would like to uh, smoothly segue to the captain of the Azuri, who has played 116 matches for his country, for Italy. Unfortunately, none of those in the last two World Cups or in the, this upcoming World Cup in the last one. One of the greatest center backs in Italian history. One of the greatest center backs in Serie A history. One of the greatest players in Juventus history. Yeah. One, Giorgio Cialini. 37 years old, August 14, 1984, from the Leaning Tower of Pisa in Pisa, Italy. This player is now linked to none other than LAFC. And Philly and I completely disagree on whether or not this is a good move. Philly... You go first. All right, so here's the deal. We have a lot of hurt defenders. So when you, when, it, when you break down it, when you break it down, it actually seems like a good idea to bring in a man of this class. Oh. Uh, reportedly, $1.65 million is what we're going to like offer the guy. He uh, could be a two-season type of an affair. Um, obviously, that has yet to be seen. He's not going to be a designated player. Why? Because you're not going to give a 37, 38-year-old, unless your name is Latan Ibrahimovic, a designated player contract. But keep in mind, even that guy didn't get a DP contract in year one. And so, yeah, the guy's a legend. The guy is fantastic. He offers a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, and brings a lot of respectability, and more importantly, global attention to Bank of California Stadium. However, we already have the injury bug lurking within our locker room for the back line. Daniil Henry has been hurt. Uh, Mario not there. Ryan Hollingshead gets gets thrown onto there. I mean, we have so, Eddie Segura. We have yet to see, and we don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back. So now we're going to add a 37, 38 year old defender who, in 21, 22, had a calf injury that made him miss nine games. Uh, had COVID, no fault of his own, made him miss a game. Muscular problems, another two games. Adductor problems, another three games. More muscular problems, another game. He missed 16 games last season due to injury. He missed half the season practically due to injury. 2021, he missed 21 games in Serie A due to injury. And in 2019-2020, a crucial ligament rupture ended his entire season. So... If we have an infectious disease called the injury bug in the LAFC backline, we are bringing one that probably is the most prone to injuries in our in, in our locker room right now. Yes, I agree with the with the experience, but you know his twin brother is a sporting director and probably makes a bit less. We can bring him on in that respect. I love Chiellini. I love what he's done. I love what he can do. But I just I don't think we're going to be able to rely on him for an entire season. And mark my words, he's going to come in. Maybe he's going to come out playing hot. But I, I the guy's going to get injured, and it's only just going to like buy some time for some of our younger defenders to come back. That is my opinion. And I know a lot will agree, a lot will disagree, but I don't think $1.65 million for 37 injury-prone, 
Chiellini is the answer to our problems in the back line. All right, so we don't know it's going to be 1.65, first of all. Well, that's, what they, what, that's what the Athletic roughly reported. And I'll tell yeah. you what, it's not that kid Bruno from Brazil, who a source close to, there's no, no BS so, rumors So like let's that. talk about a couple of things. Number one, it is not as if Chiellini has not played matches in the last two years. In fact, including the Italy Cup, including Champions League, including Supercoppa Italiana, and all of the Serie A matches Over the last two seasons, he's played about 50 matches. He has played in quite a bit of football. And part of the reason why he was playing a little less in Serie A is because, look, he was 37 years old, still is, and they were kind of phasing him out a little bit there on the back line. There is no more respected footballer in Italy than Giorgio Chiellini. He has played 493 matches at center back in his career. 559 matches for Juve in total. And here's what I love. We just talked about Daniil Henry out with an injury. We just talked about Eddie Segura out with an injury. We just talked about Ryan Hollingshead going down with an injury. Franco Escobar has been hurt quite a bit. We've had trouble keeping everybody healthy. Murray right now is unhealthy at center back as well. What you are asking Chiellini to come in and do is play maybe a match a month, maybe two matches a month, maybe come in and salt away the game in the 80th minute, 82nd minute to get some guys some rest. And if you can bring in a guy in the locker room, imagine your 19-year-old Mamadou Fall who gets to learn from one of the greatest center backs in Serie A history, a player who can still show him what to do and how to do it. Giorgio Chiellini is a player that any club in the world, we are not talking about a, a Pizarro or, or a Iguain, these players who come in that are legends elsewhere and don't want to be a mentor, players who don't want to have anything to do with developing the future if they're not also seeing the pitch. That is not what we are going to get from Giorgio Chiellini. And I think This is going to be a monumentally smart move for the leadership and for the talent development of this club. Heck, Tony Leone and Eric Duenas can sit there as academy kids and players who have barely had cups of coffee or even sniffs of the Folgers in Major League Soccer and learn from one Giorgio Chiellini. I think it could be absolutely huge. I think it's a great move for LAFC, and Philly and I are going to totally disagree until one of us is proven right. Yeah, look, I, I hope I'm proven wrong, to be completely honest with you. I would, it would be amazing. I'm going to be the first person to lose his mind when Chiellini comes in. Because Second again, person. well, fine. You, you, that might be <laughs> me, the, me and Vince. <laughs> that, all right, fine. The third person. That might actually be a player whose name uh, you're going to have on the back Vince of his jersey. You should. Oh, for, I, I, I have to say this. I don't ever buy players' uh, names on the back of my jersey. I will probably buy it. Yeah, then that's fair. And I'd yeah. say, look, I'm going to support the guy through thick and through thin. I love, I love the fact that he's here. Just the opportunity to get to meet him and see what other legendary Italian players we're going to bump into at Bank of California Stadium. All that excites me. We know that Alessandro Del Piero has a restaurant here in Los Angeles. He's going to want to come hang out with yeah, his boy. Maybe your buddy Gigi Buffalo. I would come lose my out. mind. Right. So there's a lot of positivity that comes with him, but I just, I, I just don't think he's going to be the answer for us. I mean, the guy again, injury prone, injury prone. Imagine what could happen if he plays on turf scarf. Imagine what happens being in Providence Park. He comes in the game. The potential for injury to happen to him. It just, it worries me that we're going to bring him on only to get him for. A handful of games. And as exciting as that could be, 
you know, you might be better off getting a league veteran, a a, a little bit. I take Chiellini at this rate at a, as 34, 34, 33, no questions asked. But at 37, 38, with his laundry list of injuries, it just makes me nervous. And don't, I just don't think that. I think he's going to be another casualty of the backline injury bug. That's he, all. People act like he can't play. I'm telling you guys, he's played 50 of matches. Of he can play Scarf, but... 50 I, matches over the last two seasons in Italy. It's not like he's been, uh, he's been completely bit by the injury bug. Yes, he tore that cruciate ligament in the 2019 season, so he had to sit out that season. But he has been playing quite a bit since then. I can't wait to see what happens. And Philly, you and I now get to sit down with the Angel City Chicks and watch this Washington Spirit versus Angel City match. I know they kicked off about five minutes ago, and the girls are, yeah, we're are killing get us kicked unless we get them right back now. In the room here. So you guys know how we like to end all of these. Don't worry, we'll be back in a couple of days with another one. Bye bye.